0: Welcome back to Intentional Talk, a show of purpose with incredible speakers that bring their purpose from life experiences, bringing awareness that we are not alone, that we matter. We are so excited to bring back today's special guest speaker, a man who received a life sentence for a murder he did not commit. Serving that life sentence, he found life.
1: Yes, we are excited to talk again with Gene McGuire. And in our episode one, and you don't want to miss it if you didn't hear episode one yet, be sure to hear Gene's synopsis of his story. Now we're going to unpack it a bit. And Gene, I want to learn a bit more about you and where what life was like for you at mm-hmm. the age of 17. You're an athlete, uh, you lived in a single parent home. Yes. Yes, and what was life like for you before what happened?
2: Yeah, I grew up on a dairy farm in Northeast Pennsylvania. I was an athlete, I loved athletics, and I I had a lot of potential, but one of the issues, I was drinking. I grew up in an alcoholic family, and and whether good times or bad times, drinking was a way of coping. And so I adopted that same thing. Uh, Athletics really helped me out as far as um, staying in school. I probably would've quit in ninth grade, but athletics kept me in school. and, uh, but you know, I had, I, I was, I, I lived in a, a functional alcoholic home and, uh, um, it was, it was tough at times, but you know, I, I, I was fed, I was closed. I, I was never beaten. I was never abused. Um, I made some bad choices. I made some bad decisions in in a rebellious way, which obviously put me in the situation where, uh, a murder occurred and, uh, ended up in prison doing life
1: now at that time though gene did you consider yourself a tough guy you're an athlete and built and strong were were you a tough guy
2: i wasn't a tough guy i i I hated a fight i had a couple fights in school but it it hurts to get punched you know Mm -hmm. and so uh but i i knew like obviously when i went into the prison system i heard stories you know and so i kind of put on this air and um I, you know, I didn't get in fights the first month, but soon after I did, you know. And, and but once you get established in the prison system, everybody's challenged, and so it's it is kind of tough. But I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, I never really felt like I was a tough guy. Yeah. But
0: did you ever develop any skills um, that you use today, or develop skills during that 34 years in prison?
2: Um, you know, I, I had, my first job was welding. Um, and then I, I spent a lot of time as a hospital orderly and everything I'd like to be around is around people. I love being around people. Even before I was a Christian, I loved to be around people and learning to, you know, build friendships and all that. Um, everything, uh, from architectural drafting to, uh, construction I did in the prison system, uh, which I've used, um, and, and it's been helpful a little bit. I did roofing for nine months. And so I had some ideas of what we were doing, you know, and I was able to kind of contribute—not so much to the physical part because the guys that do roofing are unbelievable. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not my skill So, yeah.
1: well, what did you aspire to be? So, if I if I took you back at at seventeen and even before, oh, yeah. really, what, what were you what were you thinking? Was were your plans to be involved in construction and roofing?
2: No, I, creative? I well, I I loved welding, um, I but I really wanted to go into the Marine Corps. And I I talked to a friend of mine, even through my whole sophomore year, and his idea, he wanted to go into Navy and I wanted to go into Marine Corps. And that was, if if I could pinpoint one thing, it was I wanted to go into the military. Yeah.
1: So what was life like at home? Um, I understand your father yeah. was not present,
2: or, or was he? Well, um, early on, no, parents divorced, and then my mother remarried, and she married a great guy. He was a Christian, he was a farmer, and I uh, just one thing I can remember him saying, trust the Lord all the time. Like, my mother would be going crazy, you yeah, yeah, oh, know? And, and he would say, trust the Lord, Mary, trust the Lord. Uh, he'll provide, And uh, wow. but uh, my mother was a, a functioning alcoholic. She could drink up to a case of beer a day. Wow. Um, but she cleaned and cooked and all those things, and. It was just uh, home life I didn't care for. If I can get out, stay at school, I would do it. Stay over a friend's house, I would do it. It's just that whole dysfunctional thing. I really uh, I didn't uh, enjoy that, you know.
0: You know, um, the statistics when people come out of prison, it's a high percentage that they go back in prison. Yes. How did you find your way of coping outside of prison when you're not really given the education on when you do come out if I'm if that question
2: no that's no, a great question because uh, I, uh, I remember two weeks after I was released I came to Texas I was in Larry Titus home they, they gave me a, an opportunity for the first three months to start out until I got an apartment so I remember making breakfast and he's looking at me it was like two weeks out He's looking at me, shaking his head, and he's like, I was like, What? And he says, I can't believe you're functioning the way you're functioning. And Larry had been in prison ministry for, for 30, 40 years, you know, and he had he's had 30 people live in his home from the prison system. So he, he it's not a high, like you said, recidivism is, is, is high, and uh, it's it's um, so he's and I said, Well, you know, I, I wasn't raised in a cave, you know, and I thought about it afterwards. And the idea was that obviously I knew the Lord. But I made relationships the most important thing in my life. All through my my uh, 25 years, of, you know, 10 years, uh, I'll not say the next 35 years, or 25 years as a Christian, I made relationships the most important thing over projects. And I was a project guy because the busiest, I, the busier I was in prison, the faster time went. And so for me, uh, the Lord told me one day, Gene, doesn't matter what you build, if you don't have relationships as a priority is it's nothing it doesn't their relationships are going to go eternal projects they're going to be burned up or yeah. you know whatever so it really made that bring home so when i got out i knew if i could uh be polite if i can be caring and loving i would i would be successful
1: So for that time that you were in prison, and most of us, and you were in your 20s and 30s, and that's a time where so many of us are finding our identity. We are really learning who we are. Mm -hmm. Had you become settled in being a member of that community in the prisons, or had you still started dreaming and planning for life outside?
2: Well, I never stopped believing that prison was not the place to be. It, I was there uh, for a purpose, but I always believed that society was the place to be. Um, and while those while those years went by, I planned, I thought about it, you know, and and uh, but I, you know, I kept getting denied, denied, denied. But I, I made the prison my community with hope of one day being in society. And it's hard to live in two two places, you know. So I I made I lived in the now with the Lord. And so, um, the Lord gave me purpose. He gave me an identity. I knew I was a son of God and I knew I was born again. I know a son, but also in my attitude, I was going to be a servant to whoever, whether you were a fellow inmate like me with a Brown uniform, um, or a corrections officer. It didn't matter. Uh, I was, I was going to serve people. And, uh, I think that translated all the way out to, to today, you know, mm-hmm. so.
0: What are you doing today?
2: Um, today I, my, um, Unbelievable. I work as a chaplain for Babe's Chicken Dinner House. I work for the Vineyard Family. Uh, we're a Christian-owned company. And Paul yes. felt that it was um, essential to have chaplains uh, on board for um, for whatever need is going on. And we have like 15, 16, 17 hundred people working for us. So we're, re- we're a resource. And I always tell the new people, I meet the new people. I said, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And being with babes is God's plan for your life. Now tomorrow you can find out tomorrow, but for today you're here. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's just amazing. Their eyes light up. So I'm a voice, um, hopefully, to tell them that God loves them and they have a purpose and a plan and for the life. And their eyes get big. It's it's unbelievable. So working for babes is my full time. I also travel and speak wherever I get invited.